Garbage Film, the show that seeks to prove that arty and trashy movies have a lot in common. You don't need to enjoy just one or the other. So we will, as always, take this week's movie, pair it with something artier or trashier, and hope that you discover either an unexpected new favorite or, at the very least, get some entertainment. I am one of your hosts, Nick, and with me, as always, the Ripley to my Jonesy the Cat, Aaron... <laughs> is my co-host and partner. Hi, Erin. Hi, Nick. How are you? Meow. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> End of episode. <laughs> you get to be the cat. I love that for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm hairy and big and... <laughs> You're just here to yell about useless. stuff that annoys you. constantly you. <laughs> have to save me. <laughs> I don't know. He's pretty... Uh, he's a cool cucumber. That cat is uh, yeah, good under pressure. He's aloof, I feel like. Yes, yeah. I guess this is my, I strive to be that aloof in life. Nice. Uh, something is staring you down that could probably murder you, and you're just like, <laughs> we'll see. And for once in our podcast history, I can mm. say, you probably know what movie we're talking about based on that. <laughs> we are, of course, talking about 1979's Alien. What the hell is this? Full of leathery objects, like eggs or something. Wait a minute, this movement. You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. Its structural perfection is matched only by its hostility. I can't lie to you about your chances, but you have my sympathies. Which is really hard to Google and learn stuff about, it turns out. A single word like alien. Which I'm sure was part of the, I don't know, maybe I'm now I'm like suspicious from Police Story last week where <laughs> was it named that so that nobody would really know what was going on? No, I know this. It was named that because the original title was Star Beast mm. and everyone thought that sucked ass. Oh my uh, god, Dan. And putting Dan O'Bannon, the screenplay writer, and, and he just did <laughs> oh, a he like, did? Okay. Yeah, he hated it. He's just like, I'll come up with something better later. And he was like <laughs> shuffling through the um, the uh, the script and he was like, I say the word alien in the strange directions constantly. So let's oh, just call it alien. There you go. Yeah. Okay. This is before SEO was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Marquees were the important part. Google ability, yeah. not so much. Yeah. Marquee costs really down on this <laughs> yeah. movie. Concise. Perfect. Five letters, no all. repeats. Makes no, it really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's all made of straight lines, so you could, like, sub in a seven or a three if you had... Yeah. Well I've done. a marquee title together before. I know what's what. Um, yeah, so if you don't know Alien, uh, know it better. Know it now! Yeah, know it now. Get ready to know it. It's uh, by... Uh, I always just scoff at Ridley Scott. This is only the second movie he ever did. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. I mean... It's such a weird career. And his first movie was like was The Duelists, which is a like period action drama fantasy thing. Like (laughs) it is so far unrelated to what Alien could possibly be. He loves costume design. I don't know production design. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. This feels like I want to imagine a world, not necessarily. I want to write a script, you know? <laughs> but he's just, Ridley Scott is so all over the map, oh, genre yeah. and subject-wise, I find it very interesting. Yeah, it is a mixed bag. Yeah. 
Yes, it is. I uh, already mentioned that screenplay is by Dan O'Bannon. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got all your old favorites in this movie. We've got uh, top build is Tom Skerritt, which I don't know him from anything else. <laughs> so funny that he ended up being like the bottom of the barrel on this particular cast. And he's still great. Yeah. Uh, so he's in there. Sigourney Weaver, of course. Veronica Cartwright. Harry Dean Stanton. Ooh. John Hurt. Ian Holm. Yafit Koto. Just all bangers. It's all great. <laughs> I was going to do a little woo for each of the cast members that I liked, and then I realized that it would just be <laughs> me going woo, 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 every time. So I'm not going to do it. I just want you to know I was doing it in my head. Thank you. I'll, I'll just have that running in the background in my brain woo, the whole time. Woo. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there were four different cats that played Jones oh. from different orange kitties. And uh, a graphic artist named, I'm not going to be able to pronounce his name correctly, I apologize, Balahi Badeo okay. is the alien. He is oh, yeah. six okay. foot ten, starred in this movie, and then just was like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> no, this doesn't feel like it translates, ne- unless you're like, you get a Doug Jones career going yeah. out of it. Yeah, where I feel you're like, like, hey, you need a guy who's too tall? This I'm guy. guy. <laughs> and I can draw. <laughs> That's pretty, so did he do anything on this movie? Nope, he oh, was like okay. in school at this point, I think. Oh, and then okay. he just went on to have a regular... Good, Good graphic artist career. Imagine being a graphic artist, though, and you're fir- like, you star in a movie designed by H.R. Geiger. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm. That would that would be quite a little resume yeah. note. Like, yeah, it doesn't, I didn't do any drawing, but like, I got to wear one of the most fucked up imaginable mm. drawings come to life, you know? <laughs> I love that for him. Yeah. Okay. That's good stuff. Uh, music is by Jerry Goldsmith, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, because... Most of the music is not by Jerry Goldsmith. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no. And uh, he doesn't get um, credit for it, but the the credits, the very, like, well, what's the word I want? Well-rememberable. Memorable. memorable. <laughs> That's the one I want. Um, Either word is fine, sweetie. <laughs> uh, credit sequence by Saul Bass of... Famous credit nice. sequence fame. Nice. Okay. If, yeah. it's a, if it's a banger, it's a bass is kind of the, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good shit. Subdued for, for Saul Bass. Yes. Much less intense animation coming yeah. at you. Yeah. But I like it. I, I specifically, I said the thing about the straight lines because that is mm. such a memorable, like the reveal of the word alien on screen is so good. So good. Love it. Cool. It's fantastic. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about this friggin' five letter movie. <laughs> uh, I love that the first bit, the first shot that we get, we just. That title sequence and then wandering around the hallways of the Nostromo, it just sets up this like creepy little like, ooh, what's that movement? Ooh, what's that doing? I feel like it puts you, it gets you off on the wrong, not the wrong foot, but like it starts the movie off with, you're kind of off balance. You're, Mm. uh, normally if you're showing like a spaceship that's empty but in space it means something has already gone wrong potentially but i also think of like this is 79 star wars came out two years before Mm. this is a real like hey we're doing sci-fi movies differently now kind of time yeah so this feels i i honestly remember the first time watching this just being like yeah this looks pretty cool like having no feelings whatsoever (laughs) oh okay this is neat (laughs) oh it really like it the way things i don't know the camera kind of travels around corners like drifts around corners slowly as if there's going to be a reveal of something on the other side it's very yeah it feels very ominous to me but that feels like but it's like no okay everything's fine but space is inherently creepy yeah is kind of the the thing i get from the opening if you want to get big galaxy brain right off the bat it's big empty and uh full of horrors just like space (laughs) 
Just like me. <laughs> no, I, I really, I enjoy that bit. It almost functions as like, obviously, not for reasons we'll get into, but it's like, <laughs> it's almost like once that opening scene is over, you're going to be like 48 hours before. Like, it'll go back yeah. to, you know, before this happened. But it, it's also nice anyway. foreshadowing with uh, another little derelict ship we'll see shortly of like big empty hallways. True, yeah. true, true, true. Okay, yeah, Lying fair. that track. And uh, I just want to mention, because you just mentioned the like coming around hallways and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Ridley Scott did like all the camera work on this movie. Like he personally? He was the one holding the camera, the camera in all, like not, not like holding. Those are all handheld shots. Oh shit! Because they, really if they good. laid track, you'd see it. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow! Yeah. When did they invent that? Um, I want to say Black Christmas, right? Is there a there's like a wearable rig that you could? Oh yeah. Um, so that you can have a camera, like you don't have to lay tracking. It can just be a guy. If a guy can get in, so can the camera. But it's steady. Like it. it You're it, describing a steady cam, I believe. Yeah, but that's still on track, isn't it? I know. I have no idea. Yeah. Anyway, here's where we get into the real like we just like movies. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, it's very good for him. Good for him. Yeah. The there is a like a camera operator who's credited, and he's just like, no, I showed up for like maybe (laughs) fifteen percent of it. Like, if we're being generous, I did maybe fifteen twenty percent. Ah. Okay. Which is just like good on you getting in there. Yeah. Young gun. Hands dirty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we get to meet the crew, they have their nice meal, have make some good points about labor disputes. Uh, <laughs> it really feels like that's going to be the movie. Yeah, Is there gonna, there's gonna be some kind of thing coming to a head about, like, the two of them, the engineers, aren't going to move forward with work until they yeah. get paid fairly? The, like, there is, there are so many essays that I've read about how, like, Alien is a horror movie about corporate America more than anything. And, like, yeah, because then you get into, like, as we'll talk about, the company just treating everybody. Explicitly putting human lives below the profit margin. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) The unknown dollars from a freaky alien thing. Yeah. (laughs) Literal step three question mark, step four (laughs) profit situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they all spend some time together and then they realize, hey, we're not at home. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got pulled out of hypersleep because of, uh, a, I guess this is like in the rule book. If, a what's the word I want? Distress signal comes out. Yeah. If they receive a communication that seems like it could be from, uh, is it like a sentient I think it just <laughs> says like any sentient distress signal, like okay. full stop. Right. And because it's like a repeating signal that they don't know what it says, it's yeah. just... Oh, it must be an SOS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, okay. We got to go to this planet. It sucks. Talk about labor disputes some more. Uh, Very much enjoy Harry Dean Stanton and Yafit Koto's energy. It's great. They're so cute together. Yes. (laughs) And I skipped over the mother. The computer mother awakens them. And I just... And you can see, I always thought it was just, and it is obviously their nickname for her, but (laughs) on one of the panels, it's like M-U, capital T-H, and then little R. It's obviously oh. an, an abbreviation yeah. for something, but I like that. I like a lot of this movie is just like, they're not going to sit down and be like, you know, but Ripley, the ship says that, like, they say as much as they need to to communicate things that the, the characters actually don't already know. Yeah. You don't sit around and fucking monologue about it. Yeah. As we all know, when we, like, the labor dispute thing is, like, you know immediately what they're talking about. Yes, But they yeah. can be like, Brett, we all know that when we signed this contract, yeah. it was It that- specifically <laughs> says in your, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. None of that for me, please. No. It's better this way. Yes. Uh, so they land on the planet and there are various attitudes about it. Uh, and, uh, the landing goes poorly, breaks landing leg and 
enter more labor disputes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> extra work. Hmm. Yeah, they're in a real like work to rule situation mm. here. Yeah. Oh, you want to leave the planet? Oh, what about Ooh. my extra share? I thought that. Yes, this counts as overtime. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I love the uh, Ripley's like, I'm going to come down there. And they're like, why is she coming down here? And they like set off all the like yeah. the vents to be vending. Like, I can't, I can't It's hear so you. bad down here. Look at everything. And then he, she leaves and he just flips it off and everything goes quiet again. <laughs> it's a great so little good. moment. I love it. Everyone is so well-defined. I oh, love yeah. this fucking cast and this, like, we were talking about in Dead Man, you get maybe, what, 10 seconds of, uh, like, mm-hmm. Gabriel Byrne, for instance, or Alfred Molina, but you know what their characters have been doing before this, because yeah. they're so good. You know, inst- the the sitting around eating scene, you yeah. know all of their established roles yeah. already. Yeah. It's so great. It's, I love it. It's amazing. Character development through mumbling. It's good. How? Yes. <laughs> they did it. <laughs> they did it. Um, yeah, so they uh, we have Dallas, uh, Lambert, and John Hurt Kane. That's his name. I, I just, he's always just <laughs> no, baby John Hurt. Baby John Hurt. Smooth Hurt <laughs> in this movie. Who's the first person we see come out of cryosleep? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, they also say, well, I'll save this for the end. No, say it. Say they, his first line is something like, I feel like death. Yeah, and, oh, then, yeah. and then, um, yeah, Fidkoto looks at him and is like, yeah, you look like death. <laughs> mm. In one, some ways that the script is not subtle in its fortune. <laughs> is Ridley Scott about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so those three uh, make their way across the planet to find the distress signal, and we get to. I love the the planet as a whole; just mm. has this like beautiful desolateness to it. I love it. We are Canadian. This is a very familiar sight to us: the driving <laughs> snow and the wind that will eat your face away if you're not covered up. Yeah, somehow yes. the wind is making the dust go up, like at you, yeah, as yeah. opposed to down to the ground. We've talked yeah. about vertical snow before. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Fun. I just yeah, it looks so different from other like i i i love my 70s and 80s sci-fi shit and this is just different 100 percent from everything yeah yeah it's great it really feels like i don't know we're watching silent sea right now the like korean space drama and it's fun it's everyone is extremely good looking it's just a stupid (laughs) space show but it's infuriating how little they seem to give a shit that they are in outer space yeah you're on the moon you're on the moon you could die at any second (laughs) because a pipe isn't fitted right like have a sense of urgency and alien i feel like does this great where like yeah they're just walking from the spaceship to the other spaceship but it's the longest sequence in fucking history like the whole time like oh god this sucks Like, they're genuinely worried, like, what, is something in the air going to eat away at my spacesuit? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like a lived-in experience, mm-hmm. which I really like. I really like that, too. And having, like, Ash, the the science man, um, <laughs> keeping an eye on all the, like, I, I, something yeah. about the operations of it feels like, oh, yeah, this feels right. There's a procedure. Yes, exactly. Yes. Silency is terrible for this, where it's just the captain telling one person at a time his plan that changes every 10 minutes. Yeah. Nobody is up to speed on anything, but they clearly have, like, they have a hierarchy, there are rules, everyone is well-versed in those yeah. rules. And I feel like the other side of it is that you get what we already talked about, where, it like, there are so many 
procedural things that mm-hmm. the, the captain turns to the camera like, we all know that yeah. section C, subsection H says that Ash has to yeah. record our dialogue. No, <laughs> none of that. You just go, you have them say, yes, Ash, we can see you. He can see them. Great. We understand what's yeah. going on. He's these in are, charge of cameras. These are professionals. They've been mining for yes, exactly. a period of time. Actually, that's a really good way to put it. Everyone seems like they're competent. Everyone seems like they're professional and have been on jobs before. They've got that exhausted professionalism yes. where it's like, let's just get this. <laughs> I hate done. it here. <laughs> That's how you know someone has a job. Hell yeah, the future. Um, <laughs> the future anyway, is now. They make it to the other They spaceship. sure do. And that spaceship looks great. I just love, Very I'm just going to cool gush endlessly. Yeah. Nope, as you should. Even getting up to the spaceship, love it. It's I great. wish you hadn't said gush because there are so many like <laughs> well, thanks clearly phallic and vaginal design elements in the spaceship. Really? I didn't pick up on that. Do you think? <laughs> it really is like it's, I also love like the design elements obviously are their own thing, but the scale of it is mm. so wild. Yeah. Like, them going into and you know like you said we hadn't really been doing space movies that looked good for very long this looks great this still looks great like it they did the for a lot of that in ship stuff because you know the bigger a set is the more expensive it's going to be they want them small they put um ridley scott and i have their name somewhere but the cinematographer's kids in the space suits so that so that was for the long distances you're like wow that's huge it's like I mean, literally, that's, I remember that very clearly being like, whoa, that's huge. Like, I knew that, and watching it, I'm like, I can't tell. No, I couldn't, yeah. Yeah. Movie magic. Space suits, like, you know, weird gravity, covers a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Because you're like, yeah, they're not walking right. Sure, it's fine. There are a couple of moments in, like, Lord of the Rings, for instance, where you're like, that is a child. That (laughs) child doesn't have control of their limbs the same way. They do not have precise motor control. No. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a thing that I love. It's great. Um... Meanwhile, back in the spaceship, Ripley learns that it was a warning, not a distress signal, and then Ash is like, don't worry about it. Uh, and this is the first we get of, like, um, weird, okay, yeah. where she's like, I'm going to go down there and tell them. And he's like, no, I mean, it's probably not worth it. By the time you get there, they'll have, oh, that's what he, yeah. by the time you get there, they'll know it's a warning. What? Excuse me? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? It definitely sounds like something you'd say if you knew it was a warning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then we get all this the space jockey stuff. It looks so great. The yeah. Oh God. I, you looked at me really blankly. Like spa- yes, right. The alien that is clearly like the pilot of this yeah. downed spaceship. Who's very big, big boy. Made of skeleton. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Kane gets dumped in a hole and finds all the eggs. He just falls. Silly goose. Going back to that, like spacesuits are dumpy and hard yeah. to move around. And, yeah. 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 They shouldn't look cool and sleek. No. Like. I feel like I'm just dumping on Silent Sea, but everyone looks like very good and like we just in their spacesuits yesterday, yeah. so it's fresh in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, these are just like mm, the company has not paid for better yeah. spacesuits in a while. If you saw like duct tape on them, you'd yeah, be like, "Yeah, I get it." I, mm, seems right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, Kane gets uh, alien on his face. All of the puppeteering stuff that's happening in the egg, that's Ridley mm. Scott doing that also. <laughs> his little literal hands yeah. are actually everywhere. Actually in there. Oh, great. that's cool. I love the 
Kane rolling up and be like, these look like eggs. Oh my god, there's something organic in them. I'm gonna put my face directly above yeah, it he, as it's it, like curling open and releasing steam. It's not often you get this in a movie, but that guy deserves it, right? Like he and if deserve, anyone was gonna go down. It's only a matter of time. How he is not dead yet. He would have been the first one to die on the ship yeah. if if it wasn't him infected. Hundred yeah. percent. Sorry, Kane. Sorry, Kane. Love you, John Hurt, but Oh yeah. You blew it. <laughs> nice try, idiot. Uh, so they bring him back to the ship. Ripley makes a lot of good points about quarantine that we're all too aware of these days. Yeah, that was uh, that was hard to watch. Yep. Uh, and then Ash overrides it, and it'll be fine. You can see him pacing. It like st- she's still up on the bridge. Yeah. He's gone down to like he's pacing in front of the door, basically mm-hmm. where they're they're coming in from the outside, the airlock. And as soon as the captain says, "Let us in right now," bam. He pushes the button like he's waiting for so he could say, well, oh, well, the captain, the captain. gave me an order. Yeah. Like, he's very sneaky about it. Robotic efficiency. <laughs> mm. This guy's pretty suspect. Anyway, let's talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Nice. I guess there's a medical emergency to deal with. And then they Fair. You get it. This is the problem. It's like, yeah, would you do that in that situation? Yeah. Yeah, that's a I tough one. I probably would. Yeah. I'm so sorry to anyone that I get stuck in a medical quarantine situation with where there's an alien on someone's face. <laughs> I'm bringing that guy in. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. I, I know I would. I'd better I'd just yeah. lay down and cry one or the other. <laughs> I'd curl up in a ball, make it someone else's problem. Yep. Go off and be a cat. There's somewhere. not enough of that. Everyone's too confident. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're the cat. That's right. You have well, no responsibilities. I feel like literally Veronica Cartwright's character is mm. the only person who has that response. Yes. Which... Fair. Yep. There's. I'm glad it's a, like just one person as opposed to yes, who's just like nope. I can't. I absolve myself of dealing with this. <laughs> you guys do it. Yeah. Yep. So then we get into the Mary, uh, Mary medical autopsy. Uh, what I really like, yep, Ripley yep, yep. comes and uh, does a real like. Hey, isn't it weird that you went over my authority? That's crazy, <laughs> right? She rolls up so uh, smooth about it. She's like, so how is he? Okay. All right, and do you think that uh, all of us are at risk because you fucking let them into the spaceship? I dream of being able to call someone on something like this one day. I I was watching for it this time, but one of the monitors that he's watching, it clearly shows, like, an egg on it, like, incubating. Oh, shit! And he's, he, like, really nonchalantly just, like, flicks it off uh. when they start talking. <laughs> oh. So, like, he's... Uh-huh. They uh-huh. clearly knows what's going on. And oh, I, I have no doubt. If there's yeah. any doubt, then that removes it. But it's just one of those, like, oh, you almost got him. Yeah, this is a real, like, casually, like, not slam the laptop closed, because yeah. that looks guilty, but just like, hmm, we're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put this away. I'm going to give you my full attention. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of implied that the science department is, like, a separate, maybe contractors from maybe. the from the actual company, because they keep saying, like, you know, I have my responsibilities to the science department and... Mm-hmm. and where does he fit in the chain of command? They're kind of arguing about that. And eventually yeah. he's like, well, you know what? I actually don't have to take orders from anybody. So, meh. I'm my own, my man, own man. Man bot, yeah. Yeah, in all the, like, I don't know if it's in this movie or the next one, what it is, but it's something about, like, oh, weapons division and R&D is, like, 
what right. wants the alien and yeah, yeah, yeah. science is part of that, but they have to be on every crew. I right. don't know the inner workings of... There is a, like, yeah. yes, there is a science officer on every mission, which I, I take it functions as, like, the doctor, right? He's their, he's yeah, their medical he, officer. <laughs> I get it as the, like, he's there if you need doctoring or if you get a weird rock and you don't know what it is. Like, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're just yeah. a catch-all. He's just got all the lab stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I, they, they basically, like, I love this attempted autopsy <laughs> thing where they try and cut it open... They try and, and it, every time they poke at it, it just wraps its little tail tighter around John Hurt's neck. It's got a real strong, like, obscure Simpsons reference of uh, Substitute Teacher <laughs> episode where old man's got his beard caught in the pencil sharpener oh, and yeah. Abe's turning it like, nope, no, that's no good. Nope. Uh, what if I turn it again? Oh, no, no, that's not right. Exactly. Uh, you're on your own. <laughs> Got a strong, like, well, what if I... What nope. if I tried the same thing? Mm, okay. <laughs> to their credit, they stop after, like, twice. They're yeah. like, okay, never mind. Let's just let it do it. Let's do yeah. its own thing. It'll be yeah. fine. Um, but yeah, then uh, it falls off his face and Kane wakes up. Everybody's happy. Right? This yeah. is where the you look like death thing comes from, I think. No, is it's the, it? oh, it's it's right the, the first thing he says, really. Uh, like, the first conversation he has, yeah. Because they've just... He's the first one to wake up out of cryosleep, and you can kind of see him like, oh, so groggy. <laughs> like, he has a hard time waking up, which, same. Yep. Um, I yeah. treat every sleep like cryosleep. Yeah. <laughs> Awaken under pain of death. <laughs> Cranky about it the whole time. Uh, yeah, so we have a nice meal together before we go into cryosleep, and this is where I think... This is the only thing that I think does not go according to Ash's plan, because I bet what he would have wanted is everybody goes into cryosleep right away. Oh, yes, And then yes, he, totally. like, is the first one to wake up or something like that, and he leaves him in cryosleep and just passes that off to the weapons department. Like That seems fair. Yeah, yeah, because it's a little chaotic now, right? Like, he has to stop them. Once it hatches, he has to, like, prevent them from killing it, which I don't think he wanted to, yeah. like, show his hand yeah. that early. Yeah, well, God, the, I mean, is it Prometheus? Um, God, I can't remember. The, is it Prometheus <laughs> or Alien Covenant that you're... Covenant, maybe? The one where Michael, <laughs> whoever Fastbender is, yeah, <laughs> where he, like, puts everybody into cryosleep and as one of them is drifting off, realizes that he's kept one of these specimens and is going to implant them as they sleep. Wow, which I don't is remember that. horrifying. Oh, I remember that reveal. <laughs> That's a truly terrifying thought. Um, I think that was Ash's plan. I feel like yeah. a lot of the stuff that gets cut out of this movie goes into those two. <laughs> In whatever order they feel yep. like, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we get the uh, puppet breaks out of Kane's tummy, and I'm not going to get into all the behind-the-scenes stuff, but famously, mm. the, the crew the crew knew that, like, obviously they see the prosthetics getting fit and everything like that, so they know that something weird is going to happen. Yeah. But they didn't know there was going to be, like, blood spray and stuff. And There's a fake-out, right? Because I fall for this every time. He's writhing in, like, a, a really upsetting scene to watch. Yeah. He's in pain. He, like, can't even vocalize what's happening. And then, like, a part of his chest kind of breaks and a blood stain appears. Yes. And you think that's it. But what the magic here is, that wasn't supposed to happen. That was a technical failure. Oh, shit, no way. It, the thing didn't push through like it was supposed to. The, like, the, the hydraulic yeah, yeah, yeah. thing coming through the stomach didn't make it through. Oh, no So way. it just, like, slightly punctured it, and, and everybody stops because they're like, oh, do we call a cut? What's going right, on? Right, there's kind of a, oh, shit, did he, yeah. And then he starts writhing again. They're like, oh, okay, let's keep going. And then the thing they weren't expecting was when it shoots out for stuff to go everywhere blood splatter because it's on the wall yeah and it's on veronica cartwright and that's yes, why she's is. screaming so much <laughs> 
fair reaction to have. And I love Sigourney oh, Weaver has a has a quote like, "I should have known something was up when we all got to set and everybody was in ponchos except for us." No, that's <laughs> never. <laughs> Just walking around like, "Am I good? <laughs> Am I wearing the right thing?" <laughs> I don't. There's. I don't know if you've ever been to the Evil Dead like oh musical. <laughs> When they give they you make a poncho. You wear ponchos, yeah. yeah, and they made when I went, they made the people in the first two or three rows leave by a different exit because there was a a school like a little um, daycare. Oh my by god! By the exit, <laughs> and so you can't have people slathered in blood walking by. You know these five year olds, so they made you go out the back door. <laughs> but I think we can all anyway. agree that ponchos are a warning sign. It is a bad sign. It means <laughs> something is about to go either hilariously or horribly wrong. Yeah. But the alien gets away, and we've got a we got a crisis on our hands, don't we, folks? Yes, we do. I I don't know why they immediately weren't like, even if he's not being sinister about it, Ash is making bad decisions because yeah. they like one of them is ready to like either trap or kill this thing right off the bat, right there on the table, and Ash has to like the arm goes out. No, leave it alone. Because if he stabbed it, acid blood. That's that's what this. Okay. From a cut thing later on, they do talk oh, about that. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. There's they a do know. lot of cut that's cut out of the I movie. didn't have yeah. any idea about this. It's It seems so tight. Like, it's it's well edited. Because but... it gets cut down. Like, and yeah. Ridley Scott says that, like, he filmed all this other stuff, but he, like, like the theatrical version is the right version to him. And okay. then there's a director's cut that he's like, if you want to see the rest, this is what it's <laughs> If like. you're interested, you yeah. weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking sickos. <laughs> all um, right. So you weren't kidding. Like, there's a lot of literal material that... <laughs> yeah. And a okay. lot of it is, it's to its credit in a huge way, because it's a lot of the stuff that we've already talked about where it's like, and if it was a bad script, it would do this. And they went through that and they're like, <laughs> uh, we filmed it. Like, this makes it this worse. This is stupid. Remove it. That's so they removed a ton is, of stuff for pacing. Yeah. Okay. Don't, and that's why editors are very important. Undermine. Put that shit in the Oscars. Not, I'm so mad that they're making me give a fuck about the Oscars. I like that this episode will be out in like three weeks or yeah. something like that. And Actually, it might be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, okay. Step. Interesting. <laughs> to me, it just comes across. Well, it's interesting. Like, it works either way. As like, yeah. oh, Ash is clearly making decisions that are not in the best interest of the crew. Or so I think, you know. Yeah. But everyone's in such crisis mode that yeah. they don't know how to react. That and this what's is... normal in that in that situation? Who knows? Yeah, it's great that they're all, like, they're all every mans. They're all blue-collar mm-hmm. workers. Where this is so far outside of anything that they would normally deal with. Like, all they oh got on board God. is, like, yeah. a cattle prod and, yeah. <laughs> a, like, a 1940s hunting net. Like, what is this yeah, thing they right. have? Yeah, I think it's from Jurassic Park, like the <laughs> trap of a loss. I know it's later. Um, yeah, it's dumb. It's a mining ship, right? Yeah. It's not like you go to an oil rig, you're not going to get materials that will help you like hunt down a rhino. It's yeah. not what it's designed for. Yeah, it's and the ship is metaphor. enormous, yeah. but like profit margins, right? You're not going to have anything on board that doesn't contribute to just hauling ore. Yep. Yeah. So what are those cattle prods for? Maybe, no, I get the feeling that Brett, like, put that together. He, like, which, that would be pretty simple to do. Oh, yes, he's talking about, like, well, it doesn't pack much of a punch, but it will stun them. Yeah. Some kind of mining equipment. Is it awful that my my brain immediately went to, like, I'm sure they have slave labor (laughs) somewhere. Oh, boy. Going real dark on it. Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, yeah, you... I don't know, electrical engineering, you put a resistor on a fucking eh, fuck piece of metal it, yeah. or whatever. And this then... is like those suicide cables that people ask for every Christmas where it's two male ends. <laughs> <Do> you... <laughs> <laughs> 
there's this thing every Christmas people wire their houses wrong with the the Christmas lights outside and they end up with the wrong end they end up with the female end near the socket because they they didn't do it right the first time so they wander into Home Depot and they're like I need a male end and a male end on the same cord and they're like you understand that that's just putting your finger in a socket right anyway it's like that you just take the safety equipment yeah. off of an existing piece there you go well done brett he deserved a raise yeah, though these engineers no one is up mm-hmm. they did deserve a raise what the hell is everybody else doing on this ship i don't know literally what yeah <laughs> uh so we are kitted out and we're gonna go catch what we think is a little alien and then uh after some tense bopping around we find the cat uh, oh yes that's right <laughs> jones gets away and brett's like well i'll go find it and we get to Brando. what i think is the funniest area the <laughs> the spaceship the, the shower chain room <laughs> this is like some hellraiser shit where yeah. you have to be wet but there are also chains hanging from the ceiling and like i love it it's just one it's of those so things funny. of like it must be like a condensation area sure. right like coolant or something you can you can explain it away in any way it's just so funny to me that you walk in you're like oh here's a horror movie room uh-huh yep <laughs> dripping from the ceiling also never a good sign yes so we get the kitty and then brett goes bye-bye unfortunately and i think it's really cool how they got the cat to do this scene oh yeah so jones is a good cat actor here of it looks friendly and starts to walk out and then starts hissing and backs off yeah and what they did was they the the handler was there in front of a screen okay. and was like come on kitty come here come here and the cat oh, we trust yes and starts walking out and the trainer steps to the side and they pull a screen back and there's a german shepherd there oh shit and so the cat just like oh no <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> Awesome. I thought you were going to say, and then the alien was there. <laughs> Ta-da! That'd be extremely funny to do, but nice. No, probably okay. the cat didn't give a shit about the alien. <laughs> well, as evidenced, yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's so great. I love that. It's a very... I don't know if anyone put any thought like this into the shot at all, but watching, you can see Jonesy, like, cowering in mm. the shot. Not even cowering, really, just standing there, knowing the alien can't get to it because it's in this little nook, <laughs> and just watching completely impassively, watching Brett get eviscerated, is very, it's a chilling shot, and it's a damn cat. Yeah. Like, it's there's no reason it should be creepy, <laughs> but it is. It's just yeah. like, this is an animal, and as long as it's not dying, it doesn't care what happens to you. Yep. It's great. I love that shot so much. Unfeeling. Yeah. It's a very unfeeling thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, we just start losing crew members. We get the really famous um, vent search with Dallas. Yeah. Which I think is mostly why I'm bringing up Silency so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot of vent a lot work of vents. in that movie. Yeah. Uh, TV show. He he gets it. <laughs> I love that reveal where he's yeah. climbing and like the one shot where the alien is is not framed like the horror movie shot where you'd have a reveal of it popping yeah. out of the shadows or whatever. It's just right beside him I love and that it shit. doesn't move until he sees it. <laughs> uh. Uh, so Ripley's in charge now and she goes to talk to Mother about it and we get finally. Yeah, we learn all about the the corporation like sent them there on purpose it's all the very corporate intriguey stuff which is great i love all that shit mm-hmm. very good but the the creepiest bit in this movie to me is when she like sighs and leans back and ash's face is just right there yeah he's i watched for it because it scared the living shit out of me the last time i watched it <laughs> and so i looked like when she goes into the mother dome or whatever it is the um, the mother sphere yeah the mother sphere exactly it's the cinosphere but for mothers <laughs> for <mom's. laughs> mom sphere 
the camera is placed so you can just barely see the door open behind her as oh, she's you can. like just oh, barely. You have to be watching. Mm-hmm. But it makes it it makes a hiss noise. It's like a Star oh, Trek. Really? So yeah, but and you can hear it. Again, there's so much ambient noise and it's mm-hmm. very electronic in there, and so like you have to know it's gonna happen. But yeah, and she just realizes like what the fuck like this and i think the insinuation is you're supposed to be no one else is supposed to be able to get in there because you see so. her kind of punch in some codes and like mm-hmm. now she's the captain so she has the captain's security card yeah and suddenly ash is there too <laughs> jesus christ and again he has just been sitting there and doesn't react until she notices him yeah upsetting <laughs> it's that just like he's got that like uh, kind of attitude and it's like god everything what is wrong about you fuck? yeah this isn't the yeah, the attitude you should have when you break into the mother room. <laughs> into the mother dome. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the mother dome. Return to mother dome? Beyond mother dome. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can we please get beyond mother dome? There is another cutscene of Ash being in the mother dome. Mm. So that is, uh, he's got his own access that he's not supposed to have. Right, okay. Yeah. I feel like that would tip you, tip their hand too much. Yeah. 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 You just have to feel he's creepy, not know he's creepy. And it works. <laughs> uh, and then we get the... Uh, we, everybody gets battered quite a bit, yeah. and uh, Ash loses his head. <laughs> you have to go to literally hits him with a fire extinguisher. Yeah, I think. That's, yeah, takes it right off. Great practical effect work oh, going on. Astounding stuff. Yeah, I love that when he gets his head knocked off. Ash does a literal like robot dance arm movement. Yeah. Like really, you can <laughs> his elbows lock up and <laughs> yeah, it's great. He uh, tears it up on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we get Ash his little confession scene with his head. I if just rolling it back like thirty yeah, yeah, seconds. I the first time I saw it, like you know when you go over a hill and you're in a car and like your stomach doesn't quite catch mm. up at the same time. That's what happened when Yafukoto decapitates him because like you see the head come off, yeah, but not rip away from the body. Yeah, it's and still you don't stuck fucking know that he's a robot at this time. So you're like, am I about to witness? the most horrifying gore effect in this movie somehow so far. Sort of. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> it's it's just truly amazing. Like, the only hint that he is not human is there's the close-up of the milk mm. stuff rolling yeah. down to the Which side. Which he's been like, drinking, and I just thought was milk the yeah. whole movie. Yeah. The, like, like nutrient paste or yeah. whatever. <laughs> yep. Robot goo. <laughs> it's probably like oil. Just robo oil. Yeah. Yep. Are um, you trying not to say lube? Because I am. <laughs> Fine, I'll say it. Gushing lube. <laughs> Thank you. It's all I wanted. <laughs> uh, so we know the full score now. And now that we, I think it's that um, the the escape shuttle can only hold two, I think is the idea. That's the only sure. reason we haven't done it. But at this point, everyone's just like, no, we'll figure it out. Let's just blow yeah, this fucker fuck up and get it. out of here. Yeah, because there's three of them left. Yeah. The, organically speaking. Four if you count Jones, but yeah. Well, yes. And I do. He's oh, part of the crew. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we get the Ripley starts the 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 self destruct, and like it's as though lighting was invented. Like the <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like yeah, the, goddamn. It hurts to watch sometimes, but I know that's I the have effect. to look away. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's so goddamn good. Her going through the corridors, it's. And uh, this, you know, the the shit that the engineers had rigged up to like spray steam or, mm, yeah. or exhaust this is really happening oh, now. yeah and so there's that like fog light effect but also strobing and i love the beginning of the movie 
warm light mm. corridors fully lit you know where where there are lights on for the crew and things yeah. like that it's all yellow it's very calm the camera is moving so slowly through these corridors and now it's just fucking ripley sprinting <laughs> through the corridors funny. blue light flashing i um, remember that feeling of like it does feel like she's sprinting but she's going so slow <laughs> She has to be careful. Yeah, which makes sense. But I, the memory of it is just mm. like, get through, get through, get it's through. It's very anxiety-inducing. And I love how, how you could easily lose yourself in the corridors of this, of like, where the hell are we? Oh, all that? yeah, the ship is huge. But when she gets Jones and she gets to the, the corner where she peers around and she sees the alien, there's yeah. a lighting effect that isn't replicated anywhere else, which is the light coming through the fan. Uh, oh, which doesn't okay. appear yeah, yeah, yeah. in any of the other corridors. So when she gets back there later, it's like, oh, I know this place oh. because the lighting fan just. All right. Oh, good, good design choice. Yes, lovely placement. I like that nice. a lot. Nice. But uh, when Ripley does peer around and see the alien, I love the like she drops Jones and fucking books it, and the alien <laughs> Sorry, looks down kidding. with a real like. What are you? Record scratch. Yeah. Head tilt. <laughs> Friend. <laughs> Jones doesn't give a fuck. I love him just kind of looking back like. Hmm. Interesting. The way I'm taking this is Alien is like, well, meddled friend, because you saw him <laughs> yeah. when you killed Brett before. True, actually, yeah. Oh, I remember you. You appear where there's death. <laughs> Both of them thinking this about the other. Yep. And like, oh, you're not going to get in my way? I got no beef with you. Let's just yeah. move on. I wonder if, like, you know, I know they get into this in the sequels, but, like, mm. how similar is the alien genome to the human gene? Does mm. he not bother with Jonesy? Because he knows, like, I can't. This isn't fertile hmm. ground, like a cat can't grow an egg that I Yeah, need. maybe, because there's a cut scene either just before Ripley sets off the explosive mm. or in her run right now, yeah. where she finds, like, an area that the alien has been starting to convert, like yeah. we see in Aliens, and she finds most of the crew that has been taken is still oh. alive. Oh, and no. It's, I hate that in Aliens. Yeah. That is my least favorite fucking part. I saw Aliens when I was like eight or something like that, yeah, and that you... scene is indelibly tattooed on my brain. It's not okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, she finds Dallas, and Dallas says, you know, kill me. I'm impregnated with another one. Uh, like, it's very bad. Brutal. Um, but that could be because the... Mm. It's not like they need to eat, I don't think, aliens. The alien. They just need to procreate using other hosts. It's just hosts. a virus, yeah. right? Is kind of the idea? Yeah. Yeah. Creepy shit. Yeah. Yeah, we never see them get eaten. It's just eggs. Yep. Okay. Uh, but Yafikoto and uh, Veronica Cartwright go down, and yeah. um, Ripley makes her way back, and we get in the space shuttle and escape. A huge explosion. Fuck the company. <laughs> Uh, Bye. And then we get the alien. The titular alien is uh, ensconced in the shuttle. and This is the one thing, and I get it. She's in panic mode. Mm. It's very hard to concentrate. Sirens are going off. There's crazy lighting. When, like, the corridor that she sees the alien in and has to freak out. and Like, she goes back to try and turn off the auto-destruct right. because she realizes, oh, it's in the shuttle. I can't go in the shuttle I have to go back to the ship. I can't let the ship blow up. <laughs> Why wouldn't you... Well, the, the alien's not in the shuttle. The alien is in the hallway the toward the shuttle. Yeah. So you could you could psych yourself out, I feel like. I guess. I feel like... I mean, she has no choice, right? Yeah. She doesn't turn off the auto-destruct in time. But <laughs> yeah, I think I'd be more 
thorough about checking the I shuttle. think I'd be less thorough. I'd go back to my earlier comment about me laying down and crying. I would just be <laughs> overwhelmed. Yeah, that's fair. I do, I, I have Veronica Cartwright's death scene too. She's just like, oh no. <laughs> like she just watches it happen. Just, yep, that's me. Another that's- fun cut bit. The, the tail going up the leg. That's actually yeah. Harry Dean Stanton standing there. That's from his death scene that they splice in because oh. they filmed, or they didn't film, I'm not sure. Veronica Cartwright's death originally is that there's a hull breach and she gets sucked out through a tiny, 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 tiny oh hole. Oh my god, what um, the fuck? Which they reuse in another Alien movie later on. Uh, but the upshot was, oh, we don't have a death scene for her. She just phases off the alien. Yeah. So they just added this thing and, like, it's, and then it's implied that she dies. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> but then she's in the okay. the alien hive <laughs> right. with, with Dallas alive. Pasted like, to the wall yeah. or whatever they do to them. Yeah. Disgusting. So there's a little fun fact for you there. Too. I'm glad they cut that out. I feel like that would be... Too much. So much, yeah. <laughs> for an already horrifying movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then we get the escape part. It's great. I don't have much to say about it, but do you have anything for... The escape... The, from the spaceship, Sigourney Weaver oh, gets sure, in sure. the shuttle and away she goes. I mean, this is also this is where I was really, truly like the sequence, like oh, the ship's enormous. <laughs> like it's it takes her a good twenty seconds just to, and the sh- shuttle is going full speed, like just to make it out from underneath the yeah. ship. Um, no, I have no issue with it. Great, loverly. <laughs> she saved the cat. All is well. She did. <laughs> the most important part. I, I love, love the, that. Yeah, we both have the same feeling here where it's just like, uh, I've forgotten about the crew. The cat's safe, so yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> Sorry, but it's down to brass tacks, and uh, Jonesy has never done anything to anyone, so. So the, do you know about the original ending that Scott wanted to film for this? No. It, it's, it's like, yes, we know that the alien is a horrifying rape monster. That is very clear in all of the stuff. Yeah, this, it is super text that yes and that's why ripley is supposed to be half naked at the end the alien is supposed to be seeing like oh, oh sure a and, victim yeah and the thought was how ridley scott i think there were three different names ridley scott wanted to end one way was the alien sees ripley doing this and starts like touching its own body to be like oh i'm like the same shape okay oh and then kills ripley and then the recording you hear at the end still exists it's ripley doing that recording and then it cuts to the alien who's actually speaking the recording what the fuck so it's like <laughs> it's this perfect organism that's oh, like learning oh, oh. to emulate I could what it's do coming this. from yeah. okay i could i could hide yeah so that's <laughs> that's a lot there's a lot that got cut out of this movie that would just make it like huh <laughs> Interesting. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's a classic thing of there's too many ideas and they yeah. cut it down to just the good ones. Yes. That's all you gotta do. And the other, I guess this is a different ending. It's just an implied storytelling thing that I didn't really realize, but thinking back on it makes sense. The alien is supposed to be like dying when she finds it at the oh, end. Oh, it's at the end of its life, life cycle. cycle. Yeah, yeah, it only lasts like 24 hours. Oh, is that why he's so sleepy? It's why he's so sleepy yeah. and... When we first see him, he's, like, pretty translucent and, like, shiny. And at this point, he's jet black. Oh, that's true. So he's drying up. Yeah. And just kind of wasting away, which I think is, like, a cool design thing. That makes a lot of sense. I honestly, I thought he was sleepy and, like, groggy (laughs) because he had eaten too much or, like, had had done too much impregnating, you know? And he was just, like, all out of energy and that's why he's curled up in the bulkhead. I see. No, he just he went there to die. Is basically oh, like curled up in the garage like a cat. Yeah, yeah. but all, all right. that got cut out for what we have. Sure. Here, which is fair enough. I like this ending. Yeah. Very interesting. So they like okay. filmed the one where the alien starts replicating Ripley, 
And the executive executives were like, no way. <laughs> Hard pass. Boo. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a little like, okay, well, he's not magic. Yeah. Like, mm, I don't think so. That's different, right? Like Ash's speech about how it's a perfect organism and it has a very predator, singular like, purpose. Yeah. yeah. This is too many things it can do. Yeah. This isn't like... You could either be vicious or sneaky. Those are different. Like, every species we know on Earth is one or the other. Yeah, right? or like... If you're a predator. Or a balanced kind of mix. Like, you think of a, a cat stalking prey. You're like, you can only sneak so much. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until you're big you're and scary. eating something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, so that's... I like that change. Phew. Yeah, we did it. Thank God. <laughs> did executives do a good thing for they the artistic vision? I think that executives are good... When they come at Ridley Scott, it seems like. <laughs> Ridley Scott is the greater evil in the tug of war here between... <laughs> I don't know, yeah, I don't know, like, a ton of Ridley Scott's career, but everything that I know where it's like... And then Executive stepped in to be like, meh. Hey. It's pretty good, except for maybe hmm. Blade Runner, if you get into some of that stuff, but oh, I won't okay. a lot of that off the cuff. Yeah. Nor I. <laughs> Wild. So that's the lovely movie Alien. Yeah. Yay. And uh, I wanted to talk to you about the music a little bit because I we both yes I like the really sparse score that's in here. If you know, oh, it's awesome. Gustav Holst's uh, Planets Suite. It sounds a lot like Venus to me. Oh, it sounds like um, is it Uranus or Neptune? I guess it would be oh, Uranus. Yeah. Where it's and I found myself thinking that during the our rewatch most recently here, where it's like, oh, this is so like even some of the um, intervals are the same, and oh, like okay. the actual instrumentation is kind of the same, and it mm. has this very like remote, cold feeling. Yes, and it's like, yeah, you're at the end of the known, you know, <laughs> solar system. I so if I, I wanted to mention that for if you are not into classical music on the whole. Planet Suite is great. It is oh, just it's like super cool. Listen to that, and you'll be like, "Oh, I get where fifty percent of all space music ever came from. It's <laughs> yeah. based on this one thing." Yeah, that's pretty wild. What did they had? They, they like just discovered the solar system. Yeah, at like the there time. isn't like there isn't a Pluto. Uh, yeah, yeah. Suite because yeah. they didn't know about Pluto yet. Yeah, yeah. It was so great. Um, so there's my little plug for that. But the <laughs> behind the scenes stuff that happened with this is a shame because uh, everything that's in here is n no part of Goldsmith's original score appears in this movie. Are you serious? Um, okay. I say original because he did do other write-ups that some of it got used. Okay. So Goldsmith is still, like, pretty upset about the movie. <laughs> oh, um, no. So he, he purposely goes out of his way to say he doesn't blame Ridley Scott because he's like, Ridley Scott was young. He just didn't know how to ask for what he wanted. Okay. And that resulted in some of the stuff. He is very mad at the editor. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, Drama. So most of the music, so he wrote this like big romantic kind of score oh. um, that uh, Ridley Scott was like, no, it's no good. No. It's got to be like minimalist, sparse, really bare bones. And yeah. then, so like the opening titles, that is Ridley, that is uh, Goldsmith's music. And okay. when he wrote that, Goldsmith was like, I don't like it, but it <laughs> I don't get it, but whatever yeah. you need, I guess. Um, so that's in there, but uh, he wrote a whole... Like, they're in Goldsmith's mind, there's music running throughout most of the movie. Oh. And that's what he submitted and what he was told was going to be used. Oh. And then during editing, most of the cues got wholly cut out. Yeah. Or they were replaced with temp tracks. 
or in a few cases, they're replaced with another Goldsmith score from a That's different movie. almost what I thought you were going to say is that none of the original Alien score made it in. A lot of the but score just... for 1962's Freud is in this movie. What the fuck? I've never heard of that movie. But... That's very funny, though, because the alien <laughs> is a penis. Uh, <laughs> I think they made a good choice. <laughs> Uh, the ending music uh, is Howard Hansen's Symphony Number no. Two. In case you're curious, uh, and there's a bunch of other temp music in there. But what temp music being where uh, the the director has something in mind and he's like, oh, I want it to sound like blah blah blah. Can you? And so they they paste that existing already made piece of music mm-hmm. in to give the feel. And so the composer or the editor or whomever is like, oh, okay, I know what to work against. Yeah. And there's a distressing history of them just sometimes leaving temp tracks in. Uh, look up 2001: A Space Odyssey. The whole thing. <laughs> Famous lawsuits by Georgi mm-hmm. Ligeti. Um, yeah, so they did use some of his score, though. The fucked up thing. I, I was always like, do I? Am I crazy when I notice this? The editor like chopped up the cues so that okay. there's like a lot of the cut from a scene to another scene. There's supposed to be music that continues through, oh, but he I, just chops it off. It's very stark. I yeah. notice that sometimes, and it'll be like very loud, yeah. and then cut to a scene with no music. And it's not on purpose, and you can it tell when that's done purposely because the yeah. music is written to accentuate that. Yeah. This is, it's like cutting off mid-note. Like, it feels so very like someone abrupt. turned off the TV. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Goldsmith is <laughs> not happy about that, and no, he doesn't like his work on this movie and all that, too, oh. which is just like, oh, it's too bad. Danger. Because the stuff that does work works so great like all the really reverby yeah. uh repetitive flute stuff in the background that is... is some of the creepiest i the the absolute fucking pinnacle of this soundtrack for me is when kane is dead they're having the like you know burial at sea for him which is just jettison <laughs> the body yeah the body is floating away and the spaceship is continuing but that's the the, the flute like little echoey flute duet that mm. happens very minimalist almost machine like thing it i don't know how but it's just a like we are so fucked we have like the danger is so far beyond anything mm. we understand that we don't even know where to start and so just this feeling of being like almost frozen in place and like uh, is it that what do we do what do we do now and that that moment of of music is so good for that yeah. i don't know how he does it but mm. that is one of his he wrote for the movies but so good. that's good yeah that's a good one we like that one <laughs> i like that that made it in that's that's just such a fucking cool moment yeah i love it that's all i wanted to mention about the score because i i uh, jerry. love jerry goldsmith's yeah. work he's very versatile it doesn't get talked about as much as the yes. other guys i feel like I, yeah he has a lot of like <laughs> what did he i he wrote the theme song for star trek voyager that the show yeah. it's just like this sweeping romantic thing and so it's just very funny like yeah he has a ton of range yeah because the stuff he's known for is stuff like this like the the kind of sci-fi sparse cold stuff yeah really yeah. atonally mm, done yes. things like well, speaking of Flaggity, yeah yeah because oh now i can't remember he did he did planet of the apes right that was him oh yes yeah totally because like, that's very I'm... like you know modular and percussion driven no hmm. real tonal center like it's supposed to kind of make you feel not at home and it's it's not a you know natural like rural verdant <laughs> experience at all it's it's space it'll kill you yeah and like that planet of the apes score is i think what made him famous i hope so was it 68 like yeah 60, that even earlier it's like 63 or 64 or something oh wow like okay but he yeah, he he 
got pigeonholed into that, but he mm. wanted to write all this romantic stuff that he's not allowed to do. Oh, that's such a tragic story. Like, yeah. he's so fucking good at this, like, bizarre, cold shit, and he's like, I just want to write beautiful Beethoven <laughs> yeah. I want to be Brahms. Yeah. And, that's uh, cool. Yeah, I, so, seek out Jerry Goldsmith. Uh, Please do. If you see his name on a movie, you'll probably enjoy the score. Yeah. Um, Assuming they used his music. Yeah. Yeah, he's good at making a soundscape in the same way that a lot of soundscape, yes. uh, modern composers are. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. The only other thing I wanted to talk about with Alien was, you guessed it, there is time for an injury and destruction round. <laughs> ah! Yes. Okay, that does actually surprise me a little. Yes. Okay. There's very little in this Play one. It on it's me. just two, two bits. So yeah. um, Tom Skerritt, Veronica Cartwright, John Hurt... And I don't know how the split of kids happens here, but the kids that were in the spacesuits. Oh, sure. Um, they all had an issue, Uh-oh. which is the spacesuits were mostly like nylon and they literally were not breathable. No sure. air coming in and out. The set was like 40 degrees Celsius, oh. which for Fahrenheit users out there, that's like 110-ish. Disgusting. Um, so they just and passed so out human. constantly. Oh. <laughs> like during takes. Oh, passing God. Out. So uh, it's John Hurt falling into the... <laughs> it's not actually... <laughs> Uh, and cut, print. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Great acting, John. John. Oh, shit. Uh, so, but the the three adult actors were like, that's fine, whatever. We're just at work. <laughs> and the, there was a nurse on set all the time, like, with smelling salts, I guess, or oh my God. whatever to, to get them back capsules. up. But as soon as the kids started passing out, they're like, we gotta Something change the design. Not... <laughs> I love that the adults will put up with this. Like, oh, yeah. we're just at work. Like, are you know what movie you're making? Oh, John Hurt had, has, like, he goes on record about how horrified he was at being in that space. And he said nice. it was way worse than any of the other stuff in the movie. Oh, before. God. Because you know the little nozzle on top that shoots out? Yeah, the, yeah. It's just like an aerosol care t- container. Yeah, sure. It broke in his suit at one point oh. and started spraying down oh, into no. the suit instead of up and down. <laughs> so you're just getting a little, like, bad cat spritz yeah, except, every 10 seconds? Except, no, when it broke, it just went too constant. Oh, so he was just God's like, sake. I can't breathe, I can't see, I'm Guys, falling down, I'm passing helmet? out. Oh, cute. Was this, just to, for a moment, was this like a, did it have a budget? Did it have a this big movie? budget? Yeah, it did. Uh, okay. I can't remember what the budget numbers were, but it was like... Re- like a good budget. A good budget. It was okay. going to be like a B-movie budget initially. Yeah. But Ridley Scott, again, to Ridley Scott's credit, uh, he was sitting around waiting for like... I don't know what it was. It wasn't a process he was involved in, but waiting for something to... Oh, he was waiting for the budget to be approved by <laughs> okay. the executives. And he just started storyboarding everything. Oh, nice. And okay. when they announced, they like called him in for a meeting for the budget. He's like, great, I'm going to bring my storyboards just so that you can see what we're Value add, uh, baby. And he walked in and he just like, so this is what we'll do. And they're like, great, okay. How about we just double your budget then? And on the spot, he's like, seriously? No, no, don't say seriously. You <laughs> like, say triple. You say triple. <laughs> he had a thing where, like, they told him what the original budget was going oh, to be okay, afterward. Good, good, and yeah. he was like, that is so much higher than I expected it to be on its own. And then they doubled that and number. And they doubled it. So, like, uh, it mm, all yeah. got poured into production design, which is why it looks great. That does not shock me to yeah. know. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Again, the exec- who were the executives on this movie? Because they accidentally they right. were good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't know the value of anything, but it worked out f- in their favor this time. I <laughs> it was a guy named Walter Hill, I feel like, is the main Oh, producer. yes, yeah. This yeah. is the, the name on that, right. He he is, Thanks, like, Walter. the good producer, apparently. Oh, so okay. We like one. Big ups. Uh, and the other part of uh, Injury and Destruction Roundup, the space jockey. Oh. <laughs> the big alien in the derelict. Uh, he was destroyed forever, unfortunately. Oh, no. <laughs> Shortly after they finished filming his scenes, somebody left a cigarette on set 
and <gasps> he basically exploded. Oh, Jesus. And he's all, like, paper resin? mache and yeah. resin stuff. Oh, shit. Just, like, full. <laughs> Do you think H.R. Geiger was on set that day and just, like, yes. <laughs> yeah, which way would he take that? Would he be happy about, like... Sexually and, aroused, I'm well, pretty sure. Sexually aroused, but hate it. Yeah, yeah. But I think but that's how he works. It. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that'd be all. Yeah. Poor jockey. So the jockey doesn't exist anymore. Nope. He's gone. Like, before they got to the stage of tearing down the yeah, sets yeah. and going into storage, it oh. just, plump, gone. <laughs> One less thing to strike, I guess? Yes. That's cool. It's pretty big. Where would you put it? Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to have that in their weird L.A. mansion? So this is my way of saying smoking okay. kills, folks. Don't. You know an <laughs> alien exploded out of his ribcage before that, right? Like he was, no? Yeah, it's a metaphor for cigarettes, right? <laughs> Lung cancer? Lung area, yeah. Sure. (gasps) Yes, the poison goes in through your mouth and comes out through your lungs. Okay, forget all that psychosexual shit. Corporate nonsense. We're talking about smoking. (laughs) Space jockey. We hardly knew you. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, because that's a really cool problem. It's an extremely cool problem. Yeah. Well, uh, I would invite you now at this point. What uh, what you got for your final thoughts on this here movie? Well, I just the thing that I really love about this movie is how much it feels lived in like we've talked about like these are people who don't need everything explained to them Mm. they are professionals they hate their jobs like the rest of us (laughs) (laughs) maybe a little more than the rest of us but future um, is within our grasp yeah we can do it what's the Wayland yutani building better worlds (laughs) i don't fucking think so how are you building them, Wayland Yutani? Give me Always specifics. Ask. Yeah. Yes. So the thing that I would like to chat about, and I just want to get your thoughts on, is like, mm. do you think we that the people in the alien universe have already encountered non non terrestrial life? I don't think so because I think that they're they all... so casual about rolling up to those eggs. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they really are. No, but that that gives me like, oh, this is a plant or a little animal like we have on Earth. Like they they think of it as something ultimately that humans will have dominion over because that's how the world works. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they have. I think this is the first instance of like, oh, shit, there are aliens. I think so, too, because there is a I can't remember when they're discussing the distress signal at some Mm. point, but somebody asked like human and there's just a like kind of like. Fuck if I know, shrug. Yeah, Yeah, like nobody says (laughs) the word, but you can hear it hanging over the conversation. Yeah, Yeah. and they're not really, like, they they don't really know what to do with the space jockey either. They they go up and they're like, this guy's huge. (laughs) They don't really have a concept of like, oh, it must be this species, it must be, you know. They don't even know how to start. Yeah, because I feel like if they had encountered something before, they would say like, well, it's nothing like Right, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so we're in, a, in accord on that one, I think, right? Yes, yeah. I think so. So, you know, you're on the ship. What do you want to eat first thing when you're waking up from the car? <laughs> ah! I, this is such a perfect, I fucking love where they wake up and they're all stretchy and the first thing they want to do is have a cigarette and a meal. This is what they want. <laughs> I love that. What are you What are you waking up from a coma and going oh boy. right well, to the pantry for? It feels really trite, but I would just go for like, Really shitty hotel coffee, you know, just <laughs> yeah, like where that scorched make a, bean taste. The be- or you have to like rip open a plastic bra- bag with like pre-ground yeah. beans. The machine has it's that little mini machine that hasn't been cleaned and in five years. Part of you doesn't want the coffee to be no, good. No. You just need to like mainline I need it. Fuel. Yeah. I need to hate this enough to go get real coffee. Yeah, that nice. That okay. and probably like hash browns. I want hash browns. Mm. To look up to. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Like for practical reasons. No, I feel like 
Emotional when you're that reasons. groggy, you want something fried and like charred a little bit. It's that same, if you like the disgusting <laughs> coffee and you. the hash browns are coming from the same place. It's that just like... You have a real, like, you grew up in a greasy spoon kitchen kind of a mood. Yeah, that's, well, that's what I, that's what is my happy place. And if I was rolling mm. out of bed and like, I need someone to provide food for me. Yeah, if someone could bring you, like, hey, I take it they have like a replicator or something, something like that, right? Yeah. Or like... But it probably, everything comes out of it beans. tasting like oil or something yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> that like ozone-y taste where you're like, yes. oh, this ain't quite right. But okay. I want that. Yes, that's fair. Uh, well, see, now my thing is too precious because I'd want just a croissant. Just oh, like okay. a butter croissant. Something you can tear apart and like get a tactile feel for, oh, you nice. know? One of those ones where it, like, melts in your mouth almost a little bit. Yeah, like, you don't want to feel like I'm chomping down on something. You just want yeah. to slowly absorb a carb. Yes, I just want to, like, <laughs> slowly come back to life with, like, a texture that's safe. You know what I mean? But I don't like porridge. So, croissant. Mm. Yeah. And if the alien were here, they'd say Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> Obviously. We're the alien here. <laughs> Let's throw to the alien in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> that little fucking mini stapler like mouth. Bink, bink on the mic. <laughs> I do like that he's got a grill. He's got like yeah. chrome teeth. That's yeah. pretty cool. We got a little Wayne situation here. <laughs> a tiny Wayne situation. <laughs> um... Fast forwarding a little bit, so mm. you're in the thick of it. The aliens running around on the ship. Which of the Nostromo crew would you want to buddy up with mm. to like make it through the day? And you can't say Ripley because she's hyper. Yeah, she, she's a team of one. Yeah, or <laughs> one and a cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> well, I have to like think about my own. What I'm. What bringing are your the... <laughs> strengths? And yeah, who are you? Yeah. I'm tall. <laughs> yeah. There yes. you go. <laughs> Mm. You have good upper body strength mm. from from it's yeah, very playing kind instrument. Of you to say. <laughs> uh, I f- yeah, I feel like I'm trying to like cast myself into one of the crew to do that. I would sure. I would probably be the effort Koto where I'm just like no, I don't know, just like set it on fire, punch it. Um, right. Uh, blunt force. Yeah. You want to go for blunt force? Okay. But I'm also not too smart in the moment, so that's <laughs> where I'm at. So I that's would... true. Don't don't overestimate your skills. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Like, like I that? know that they lock up, but I do think Lambert would be pretty good. Like she yeah. is pragmatic. Like she she That's true. She's, she's the first, the first one. one to say, you know, not new good for more of it, but like <laughs> we should blow up the ship and get that's that's a good instinct. That yeah. is an operational good decision. Yeah. Seal off the problem and get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't want to be with Dallas. He's too headstrong <laughs> and confident. <laughs> Too confident. I don't like that in a man. A monster and like Ash to make ultimate profits. No. Um, See, no, yeah, you know you can't. Ash will push you in front of the train, you know? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Lambert. Second second is Brett because he brings the the knowledge of how to build stuff. Yes, yeah. But I feel like I need somebody to be to be able to like make a plan and I can be like and do I get it off the shelf what do I do right you know? <laughs> that's not okay yeah that's good that's good I like that I'm I'm gonna go with Brett because I do feel like he's got such good technical smarts mm. I do not <laughs> but I can direct him to do stuff mm-hmm. you know I'm I'm comfortable being the like okay here's the plan person and then Brett will go off and he will wander gladly into danger <laughs> apparently so we just have to keep him like on task don't go in the wet chain room yeah. stop it stop it <laughs> stop like a little puppy dog there you go 
How long do you think you'd last? Oh, I'm first one down. Are you? Yeah. You're sticking your face in the egg? Oh, sorry, second one down. <laughs> I am not, I am going nowhere near those eggs. No, 100%. Like, that's a stupid fucking idea. I get Kane as he's walking along that thing until he falls into the, the egg pit. Where there's mist and like you don't know what you're breathing yeah, or touching. Like, the second Dude, that happens, I'm like on. scrambling to get out of there. Yes. I am not sticking around. I don't want to be in a pit yeah. ever, ever. Like it would, it's it would be a far cry for me to be able to like straddle that little avenue. Yeah. To like, <laughs> I would simply not go. I, I would kind of do that uh, spy hop thing that cats do, where oh, I'm like, yeah. how can I not get any closer? But just I just want to see. And you're tall, so this yeah. would <laughs> coming back to my prime skill set, my hard skills. <laughs> Your hard skills being height. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I feel like I'd make it as far as Yefikoto or yeah, or I Lambert. Be... Like I, I'm staying out of danger. Yeah. So until it comes to me, I'm probably safe. Yeah. You're, so I'd say you're like the final... second or third last. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. I do not have the bravery of Ripley, so I'm not. <laughs> Sorry, you'll have to live on without me. I'm done. I'm gone. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, uh, you, you didn't suffer, or maybe you did. No. Actually, and suffer. another thing, like fine. I would be the first one to be like, yeah, I do have to save the cat, so I'm in Brett's. <laughs> oh yeah, shoes. that's true. Yeah. yeah, not realize, oh shit, we can't... See, I don't get this, like, their first instinct is get the cat so that it doesn't show up on our radar and fuck... Get the cat so that the alien doesn't eat it, you <laughs> monsters. Good lord. Well, at that point, they think it's just a little guy. They think that the, well, they're probably not much of a danger to the cat. Oh, so maybe they're like, hey, maybe the cat will <laughs> get it for us. He's a messer. He's, yeah, I assume that's why he ha- he's there. I don't know. Space rats. Yeah, the ship is huge. There's no way that a mouse isn't on there. <laughs> Who knows? Nice. Okay. Well, R.I.P. to us. We we did we did as best we could. Putting the rip in Ripley. <laughs> okay. And the the darkest question. Oh, good. What real life company do you think already has a Rule Thirty Seven on the books? Oh, it's a it's, it's got to be Amazon, right? Like we already know. Like, do was, not go home. The tornado is coming towards you. Tough shit. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. SpaceX, but that takes a level of forethought that I don't think yeah. Elon Musk has. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I don't know. Like the monkeys, they have the though. engineering competence, but no thoughts outside of that. No grand, no plans. Yeah, yeah. no, no forethought. That's whereas fair. Amazon is doing the like, and we just need to make sure that we screw people at every possible venture. Yes, put it in writing. That's <laughs> our whole structure. Yeah. yeah, actually, true. They probably have it in writing somewhere. Yeah. The other thing I really like about the mother sphere is that you're not going to accidentally unearth this conspiracy. Like they barely. Ripley barely gets access to mm-hmm. it, and she knows what she's looking for, A, and mm-hmm. B, she has the captain's authorization. So, like, they're they're competent to, to the point where, like, all of these employees might have died without ever knowing what was going on. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, Amazon. Okay. Yep. We did cool. it. And here I thought we'd make it through the entire episode with that. <laughs> About alien? Yeah. You thought that? <laughs> False. I purposefully jumped over it with... A brief mention is what's so I mean, I think we can all agree that there is no unrealism in <laughs> the idea of writing down profit, even potential profit, yeah. over human life. Yep. <laughs> Glad that we left this toward the end. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's my final thoughts. I just want to see, like, <laughs> were you there... What do you think this would be like? Mm. And I feel like, yes, there is an analog for every type of person yeah. on the on the cast already. On, on the cast. The crew. The, the crew. crew, yeah. So that's me. 
And for once, weirdly, I think that I would be the like, yeah, let's talk about the labors and get and all this. But I, for some reason, I have this like, well, they talked about it in the movie. I'm good. Yeah, that's like, literally what the movie's about. Yeah, it's but, not a question mark or yeah. like, hey, did you notice? Or did you see the conditions that, like, no, yes, that's what the movie is. So I think because that just automatically confirms my bias right at the gate, <laughs> I'm free to explore other things. Fair um, enough. Yeah, you've checked that box. So I just love that this is such a, like, goof. It's not goofy, but it's it's... It's really overtly haunted house stuff. <laughs> or it's just like, ooh, a creepy ooh, corridor. And like, what was that movement? Oh, no. <laughs> yes, you can make it about the, the craft instead yeah. of the message necessarily. But it is just like terrifically, like amazingly done versions of that. That yeah. don't, doesn't oh, feel uh, trite, yeah. doesn't feel like it's trying to trick you. It just feels like... Yes, it feels like a natural evolution of the situation. Exactly, It yes. just is what it is. So yeah. I love the spooky haunted house in space. Yeah. It's, it's great. Yeah, there are very few points where I'm like, they wouldn't do that, <laughs> you know? Like, we haven't already seen instances of like, well, like, we'll go around the... Every... What is the... Every regulation... Every safety regulation is written in blood, is the <laughs> saying. Those safety regulations are there because something happened. Uh, I've not heard that before, but you of course. Yes. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Capacities in buildings exist because of, you know, Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. Like, it, it, it's this, like, if you see someone at work trying to override the safety regulations, they are not there for you. <laughs> yeah, they are a villain. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, Ash's HR. Oh shit! <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. Science, HR, a robot. Is there anything he can't do? He do a Have robot. Have feelings, Oh, I yeah, guess? that's what it is. Yeah. Eat anything but nutrient paste. Um, <laughs> that looks good, I'm not going to lie. Looks yeah, very I, I get into that. Uh, well, with all of that discussed, that being the episode, let's talk about um, what we'd pair with this bad boy, or just recommend yeah. if you like Alien. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to go first? Uh, sure, yeah. I am going to do a double bill because these are very similar in, like, tone. And mm. I feel like if you like Alien, you would also like this, but for perhaps different reasons. Mm. Uh, more of a turn-your-brain-off thing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with a movie about a corporation cashing in human lives for profit. And not just, like, taking advantage of a situation, but actively creating a situation where they can trade in human life for profit. Sweet. Um, it has a heroine who could have really, like, solved a lot of the problems of the movie if people had just listened to her. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I'm going to go with Coma from 1978, which oh. is based... It's just, like, a very silly uh, sci-fi-ish, like a, yeah. you know... Sci-fi um, thriller thing. Yeah. yeah. It's about a, a doctor, I believe. A, yeah, she's a doctor at a... Oh, what? Hospital? It's, it's, sorry, yes, yeah. <laughs> I just blacked out for a second there. What you call no, it? One of them... It's, it's a doctor who starts noticing a, a pattern in people dying while mm. under anesthesia. And, like, perfectly healthy people, like, they should never have, have died oh, from, like, yeah. extremely routine procedures. And she's like, this... It doesn't make any sense that this is happening. She and it always happens in the same room. The same room. Yeah. And then their bodies are transported to the same, like, location. And so she does some investigating, and it turns out that the hospital and this corporation are in, in cahoots <laughs> to provide, like, organ farming, basically. Yeah. So it's not that the patients actually died. It's that they're being put in comas <laughs> and 
Used as... Used as incubators for organs. So, like, what's literally inside your body is what's of value to this corporation. Mm. And it's very, like, it was directed, I think, by Michael Michael Crichton. Crichton, I was going to say, like, Jurassic Park author (laughs) Michael Crichton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just a weird... So weird. But it's, it's just very, like... Oh no, the corporation, <laughs> like 70s action music. And yeah. she's crawling through ducts a lot. And That's like right. eventually it turns out that the person she goes to to be like, oh my God, help, like her mentor at the hospital or whatever, is in league with, and he drugs her and tries to put her in the same right. exam room to be like anesthetized. Anesthetized? Anesthetized? <laughs> yep, that's the one. Um, and. It's the insistence of the person who was secretly bad that kind of triggers the suspicions of mm. other people. Yeah. Like, no, we, she has to go into operating room eight. She has to. And her best friend at the hospital is like, why? It's though? my lucky room. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, you know, they get their comeuppance in the end in, in that, like, they don't get to incubate bodies at their <laughs> coma hospital. Coma hospital. And it's this very, like, oh, futury, like, the production design is meant to be very spooky and atmospheric, where yeah. they're, like, suspending bodies from the ceiling. It's um, a really, like, just a really solid, pulpy, paranoia thriller. Yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, is she gonna make it? You know, it comes down to whether someone can run down a hallway fast <laughs> enough, really. But, yeah, they have a lot of the same energy, so. I have, yeah. I recommend that. Good pull. Thank okay, you. What, what year is that from again? Like 1978. The... So it's the year before. before. Yeah. So I, I think you could watch this one first. It's pretty, like, it's shortish. It's just, a, you know, if you read a Michael Crichton book, this is <laughs> exactly what, It's not, he's not the author, but, um. Mm. Plucky heroine against the corporation. <laughs> Double bill. Nice. I like yeah. that. Am I just going to call it girl power? Like and obviously that. Alien is the artsy one. And, and uh, this the, yeah. Coma is a book you would pick up at the airport. Yes, you know? which is, I feel like that's where Michael Crichton lives. Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, not, at the airport? He doesn't literally live at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> like a little goblin in the walls. Like that movie, The Terminal. Um, <laughs> that's what that's about, right? It's <laughs> that's some about kind Michael of Crichton living in a... Tom Hanks' is Gollum. <laughs> Uh, I've uh, never seen the terminal. Um, I have, and I remember nothing, so I'm just gonna remember it as that. <laughs> what a beautiful memory. <laughs> what about you? Oh, me? I am going to uh, definitely. I feel like my disparity between arty and trashy is gonna be a larger gulf than oh, yours. Dope. All right. Alien is like. Even if you look at it as like a mainstream movie, you cannot deny the like the fucking craftsmanship in oh, Alien the design is amazing. Is... Um, We're still talking about. It. Oh yes, like for right now we are. <laughs> So I'm going to pair this with a really trashy, pulpy, haunted house movie. Sweet. Which is, it doesn't have a lot of ties together, but the it's all like a money-motivated scheme by the person initiating the haunted house nightmare stuff. Okay. Um, I From the look in your face, you might Did you be, see the light bulb go off? I'm hoping. Yeah. What is it? It is uh, from 1959. It is The House on a Haunted Hill. Yes! <laughs> Vincent Price! Yeah. I was hoping you were going to say horror, something each, with Vincent Price. <laughs> Each has a horror icon, the alien, and Vincent Price. <laughs> uh, Equally tall. <laughs> Gangly. Gangly. Nice. Uh, I'm assuming the yeah. alien is bisexual. I don't know. Actually, yeah, probably. Probably. Um, yeah, so I just like pairing these because House on Haunted Hill is like, you can take right. the mystery part of it, which would be like the corporate part of Alien, sure. as like the an interesting plot. part. If you want, or you yeah. can just watch it and be like, hey, that fucker got aced. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
oh no don't don't leave the group this is the movie yeah. of like screaming at people like don't go off by yourself it's got the same like and you go into the basement of the spaceship and you find the wet chain room yes. and you go into the basement of the haunted house and there's an acid hole for yeah. some reason on purpose this yeah. is all out in the open it's this like is a, a normal feature. feature in the house yeah <laughs> The, they go on a tour, and, and this is the acid yeah, pit. <laughs> but the, the setup on House on Haunted Hill is that Vincent Price is an eccentric millionaire. He <laughs> rents out a haunted house that many murders have taken place on. Yes. Why it's not condemned, I don't know. Um, <laughs> At some point, it's the house's fault. Yeah. Uh, he invites, I think, like eight people, something like that, yeah. and says, whoever stays the night gets $10,000. This is that premise. Yeah. This is where that, where comes, that comes from. Yeah. Um, I love that movie. They all come in, they lock the doors at midnight, and if you survive till uh, night, or um, sunrise, sunrise, right? that's what yeah. I want to say, night up, <laughs> night over, <laughs> then you get uh, $10,000 and you get to go on your merry way. And it is just like mm-hmm. a very funny time. It does not take itself seriously at all. Nope. It's 70 minutes, I think. <laughs> it's pretty snappy. So like, it's not There's only me all so the time. much you can, yeah. yeah, it knows what it wants to do. Yeah. Um, it also the the meta level of Alien is very famous for the uh, the chest burster scene mm-hmm. causing a lot of people to flee the theater and vomit. Yep, fair. To the point of like, if you don't know it's coming, oh yeah. Even if you do know it's coming, it's pretty rough. It's disgusting. I, but the there are certain films film uh, theaters that cut that part out of the movie because of how much vomit they were having to what clean the fuck? up. So people were just like, "There's a huge plot hole in this movie. What's happening?" Um, but there's that meta level. Should movie of theaters have rights? <laughs> theater shenanigans, oh. uh, where House on a Haunted Hill, uh, William Castle, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah. William Castle, the director. Uh, he had all these like spectrovision and like smell vision oh, yeah. and stuff. So during oh, yeah. points of uh, like excitement or terror there's in the movie, there's a ghost you're seeing. Yeah, he got like an anatomy skeleton and would like drop it from the ceiling to, and like throw it around the room to scare yeah. people. Yeah, he'd like hang like ghost sheets from the rafters or whatever the fuck. Get what his famous ones were. Oh, that if you want to read yes. about dumb theater shenanigans then I look up William that. Castle. Okay. Um, a pioneer. A pioneer. <laughs> so I'm calling like you watch Alien first to get your spookies out of the way and then you throw mm. on uh, House on Haunted Hill to just like laugh at to Have a fun get time. that tension out of your system. Nice. And I'm just going to call it theater shenanigans I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as as you should. Yeah, not knowing what's coming. Yeah, for a very visceral experience. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. I so, love that. I love that, especially as a like, you know, you should leave. You should fuck off. <laughs> but the money, money. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you do need it to live. So yeah. that's fair. Yeah, and it is. Nice. It's exploitative too because all the people that Vincent Price brings in are like one of them. He handpicks like, them because they need money. Yeah, just somebody who's like an alcoholic who's out on their luck, and another person who like barely makes minimum wage and can't get by because of the medical bills. Like all yep. these classic someone taking tropes. care of their sick mother. Yeah. And like yep, classic, classic tropes all in one place. Yeah, love it. Good stuff. I yeah, I forgot about coma. That is a fun. It's brainless fun. time. Yeah, you yeah. may absolutely turn your brain off. They will hold your hand. It is okay. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, so go watch all these movies. Why yeah. not? Yeah, we got time. <laughs> right now. Uh, I hope you uh, have enjoyed hearing us talk about Alien. Uh, please rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice to help more people find the show. Uh, you can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at Dick R. Navis on Twitter and Aaron where can the people find you? They can find me on Twitter as well at Macklebass M-A-C-L-E-B-A-S-S You're the one to spell the one handle so <laughs> I will not spell the others 
no one will ever find me if I just say the words. It's it's not a yeah, it's not no, a word fair. that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, come on back next time and join us for another pile of garbage. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>